0: Welcome in to another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We have a very special guest. She's a phenomenal singer. She's done amazing missionary work, and she won the hearts of people all over Indiana earlier this spring uh, when she sang at the Donald Trump rallies. Her name is Lydia Abbott. Lydia, how are you?
3: I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, thanks
0: for coming. Now, I've got to say, I... Uh, I saw you at the very first Donald Trump rally at the fairgrounds, and I said, "She has such a phenomenal voice. You're a great singer.
3: You're great." Oh, thank you very much.
0: Now, how did you get to be the the lead? You know, you were the intro basically to all these Donald Trump rallies uh, during the Indiana primary. How did that happen?
3: Well, I have to thank my friend Joe Alexander. Um, he actually called me the very first time he had been trying to get me to sing, and um, he, I called him one day when I saw he was going to be in Illinois, and uh, I said wow, you're gonna be in Illinois, or Trump is. And he said, oh my gosh, are you in the country? Because I travel overseas a lot. I said, yeah, he's like, if you can get down here tonight, you can sing in the morning. I'll, I'll hook it up for you. And so I was actually free, which is very rare. And I drove down there with a, called my neighbor, Julie Melvin. Who was on
0: the show. She's so great. Yeah,
3: she's awesome. And so that was my first um, introduction. And then from then on, he put a good word in for me when he came to Indiana. And then they, I was blessed that they called me every time he sang here.
0: Now, were you a Donald Trump fan? I mean, because a lot of times performers will perform at places that maybe they're not, uh, you know, political events or whatever, even if they're not the biggest thing. Because it's a great opportunity. Were you a Donald Trump fan?
3: Well, actually, I was on the fence. The very first one in Illinois, I my whole family was kind of torn between uh, one of the other candidates and Trump, um, and I would say it was probably my third rally that I sang for him. That I was it, it was for sure that I wanted to vote for him because he was just so absolute on some issues that I just think that we should throw politically correctness out the window, and that just really won my heart. And um, I was a Trump fan hardcore ever since.
0: Okay, so let's take us through what the Trump rally was like behind the scenes give us sort of how it all like came together and and then we see you out there singing what's that like
3: all right well it was really interesting the very first time it was really neat they uh the secret service and my friend joe um who was on the advance team they ushered me in and I felt like I was this, you know, Britney Spears type star because I'm walking through you know, hundreds and probably thousands of people. And I I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to walk through this crowd and be at the front with the Secret Service. And it was really surreal. Um, The second time was a little more boring because that was at the very first one at the fairgrounds. And I got there and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. There's only like, you know, 300, 400 people here. And they took us behind the black curtain. so actually, it wasn't as fun because we didn't get to be out with the crowd right. and the excitement and energy. And then when they announced me to come on stage to sing the National Anthem. There's a lot more people. Oh, my word. It <laughs> took my breath away. I got up on stage and I had to take a moment and compose myself because right. you looked out at a sea of people. So it was it was very surreal.
0: You're a professional singer, and we'll get into that in a moment. So you still get nervous, though? I mean, because you perform in front of people all the time.
3: Um I don't I don't get nervous a lot except for I did a little bit for the national anthem right. because I I want to make my my, do my country right. proud. And it's a it's a hard song to sing, especially when you don't have music. So Take us through. What, what does that
0: mean? What does it mean it's a hard song to well, sing? Well,
3: because, you, um, you know, singers are going to understand this, but it's a hard song because it goes so low in the beginning. And mm-hmm. then you want to make sure those notes are crystal clear at the top. Um, so those are the only things I worry about is just starting out low enough where I can get right. my real high notes. And almost every time I start way too high. So it's really, <laughs> really high. But thank God I was able to get through it.
0: Now, have you ever sang the national anthem? like a, a sporting event or something oh, yeah. before? Oh, yeah. Yes, so so uh-huh. you've done that before. Yes,
3: a lot. I've probably sang it more than a thousand times.
0: Okay, again, I guess it's Lydia Abbott. She's a great singer, gospel singer. She sang the national anthem for all the, the Donald Trump rallies. We're going to get into her career in a little bit. Um, but I've got to uh, ask, you met uh, you met God Emperor Trump at, at some point. Uh, what was that like?
3: Oh, it was so neat. The first one, it was just a quick... Hello, Mr. Trump. He thanked me for singing the national anthem. We got a picture.
0: This was at was this at the one. This that, was at
3: the Illinois, Bloomington, okay. Illinois, mm-hmm. and so it was very quick. And it was outside in an airport hangar. He so. likes the
0: pictures too. I was surprised. Oh, he's yeah. very friendly. Oh yeah, he
3: he he so is. And the thing about Mr. Trump that a lot of people don't realize is he's so real. The second um, one I did, which was, was 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 at the fairgrounds in Indiana, um, I actually got to go backstage and meet him and talk to him. And when he shakes your hand, he you know he takes it. He looks at you right in the eyes, and he's so real and he's so grateful and the people i talked to around that work for his campaign they said he's the most amazing man to work for because you know if they make a mistake or this or that he said you know he says to them hey everyone makes mistakes and they deserve a second chance and he's just to me i know this might not sound the greatest but when i talked to him he seemed like a grandpa figure he was so real he was so kind he gave me a hug um actually when i took a picture with him i said mr trump can you put your arm around me so people know you're not a cutout (laughs) And he made me laugh during the picture.
0: Here was the thing that I found because I, when when uh, I got to interview him, I was the only radio station that they let interview him. So everybody else had uh, TV set up or print set up, mm-hmm. and so I had a little different setup with the microphones. And I said, "What do I do with these these microphones?" And um, they said, uh, oh, he'll hold him. And I said, oh, no, Donald Trump's not going to hold him. They go, oh, yeah, he doesn't care. it would be yeah. fine. And he walks right in. And I said, Mr. Trump, are you – I said, your staff said you'd hold his mic around. oh, yeah, absolutely. Give it here. And he just sat down and started going – it's amazing what a very – for a guy who portrayed a character for a long time, what a – I found him to be a very humble, nice person.
3: Yes, he is. Yes.
0: Okay. So uh, you got to talk with him a lot more, though, as this as this thing went on, mm-hmm. right? I mean, every time you were there, he, he, he sought you out, and you had, uh, you had a particularly – uh, nice conversation after the uh, the second event at the fairgrounds. Yes,
3: I did. And actually all the times after the first one, or I, w- I should say the second one, he remembered who I was. I was not expecting that. He would get around and I got to be in the VIP section. So when he came around to shake people's hands and talk to them, I would kind of remind him. And before I could even get the words out, he said, oh, I know who you are. Thank you so much for singing the national anthem again for me. And it was beautiful. And I don't know if he was maybe watching a live stream in the right. plane while he was coming because he wasn't there when I was singing it. But he- he said he heard me, so he must have been, you know, watching a live stream. But he, uh, I would just say, on stage, he comes across way different than he does yeah. in person. And actually, usually as an artist. That's a that's a not usually a compliment because when people are different off stage it means that they're not as friendly and not as humble and not as down to earth and he's actually the opposite because he comes across very real and just an ordinary person that's grateful to talk to you when he's off stage so I thought that was really neat. When
0: I it, when I interviewed him I told him afterwards after we were done with the recording I said you know I wish people got to see this side of you because mm-hmm. TV character Trump which a lot of people are enthralled with and draws yeah. the big crowds you know, they they don't see this very humble, nice, genuine side. Agreed. And I told this story a couple weeks ago on the air after the interview, where we talked, and and he just talked about following your dreams and doing what you you know believe in yourself. And and he's the epitome of that. I said, I just wish people got to see this side of you because they would have a much different opinion of you.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. And he comes, you know, he's used to TV. He's a TV guy. He's not a politician, which is a, why a lot of people voted for him. They want a real person. And actually, he's an inspiration to a. lot of people because it just goes to show that you don't have to have grown up in politics or been in politics all your life to be president. You can be A rich guy who started from ground zero up, and you were on TV, yes, but the the political experience wasn't there, and I think that's what's really neat.
0: Now I'm gonna—I have not told you this before we went on the air because I like to surprise my guests sometimes. (laughs) After the first event at the fairgrounds, we were leaving the event, and you were walking—I guess to your car. I don't know, but like there was many people driving out, stopping and honking and giving you the (laughs) thumbs up as uh, as anybody else. And I told the people we went with at the time, I said, "I've got to get her on my show at some point." Now here you are. So great. Oh, that's so cool. People loved you.
3: Oh, they were so so encouraging. And actually every uh Trump rally I wore red, white and blue. Yes. Um and so that was nice because when I was walking out, sometimes you don't get to see up front or close. So it was nice for people to know that, you know, that that's who yeah. I was and people were so encouraging and um man, they it even all the way out to my car. I met so many people that I would not have known if it wasn't for those Trump rallies. So.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm curious do, I always, I always think of like the scene in the Blues Brothers at the end where they come up and go, here's $10,000 cash, you record, start recording tomorrow. <laughs> Has this been uh, beneficial for your cr- career here in the States that, that uh, you were the girl who sang so well at all these Donald Trump rallies?
3: Oh, I would say it's been definitely a boost um, even people taking me a little more serious um, because I do do a lot of mission work and I know you're going to talk about that later, but, um, you know, you can be, you can be a person that wears many hats. And so I would say, yes, it's opened up, um, you know, different opportunities. I've been able to have other singing opportunities because of the Trump events, different political people have asked me to sing at different things. So do you, have you taken yeah. them up on it? Yeah, I have. Uh-huh.
0: Do you like politics?
3: Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm very, I, I always used to think that I was going to run for something. Really? And maybe I still will. Who you're, knows?
0: Well, if you're smart, you're in the right field. Because being, <laughs> in, being in politics is an awful rotten business. Again, yeah. this is Lydia Abbott. She's a great singer. Uh, sang at all the Donald Trump rallies, or most of the Donald Trump rallies here in, in Indiana. Um, really captured a lot of people's hearts as, as she did that. Let's We'll come back to Trump. Let's talk about the missionary work you do. That is mm-hmm. one of the things that is very close to your heart. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Well, yeah, I would love to. I started in 2009. Um, actually, I went to school in Mexico to be a medical interpreter. And, uh, what is that? That means you are, you translate at hospitals. Okay. So for the doctors and specifically Spanish, that was really on my heart. I have no idea why I have a big family and none of them speak Spanish, but it was on my heart since I was 14. Um, but then God had different plans. He changed those around. I met a Christian producer and been able to, uh, produce five CDs now, two in Spanish
0: and, and we're going to talk about those and just say, uh-huh. you're, it's so phenomenal. This is why we do this show because there's so many hidden gems here and <laughs> throughout central Indiana and you are one of them. Well, I'm you. curious why someone who has all the opportunities that, that you do or and, and did at the time and do now would be willing to say, I'm going to pack it all up and go to Mexico and learn to be a medical interpreter. What, like, what goes through your mind when you want to do that?
3: Actually, I have no idea. I look back on that now, and I think my parents were crazy for letting me just go by myself to Mexico.
0: They just said, but we'll see you? They
3: did. You know, they said they weren't comfortable with a couple other countries, but for some reason they were with this one. And that, actually, I met some people that introduced me to missions. And in 2009 is really when I started full-time traveling all over the world. I've been to 18 countries, and I the last four years I've just been traveling by myself. And I guess my greatest passion is going to underprivileged areas and using the talents God has given me to bring um, a smile to other people's faces and and open their hearts to the gospel. That's really my main concern.
0: Now, help me out here because... I'm petrified to leave the country because I'm worried I'm going to lose my constitutional rights and I'll start an international (laughs) incident. What is it like to be in some of these countries?
3: Well, let's just say that I fully appreciate being born in the United States of America and I do not take my country for granted because there's uh, Cuba's one of them, um, Africa, China, those countries You've been to all those. I've been to them and the doors are shut to people that want to reach to the stars and do whatever they want. That's the most amazing thing about our country is you can do and be Whatever you want to be, and I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned with traveling overseas. Grateful to be able to do it and give what I can over there, but very grateful I was born here. And there's a lot of young people who don't realize the privilege of being born here, and they do take it for granted.
0: Now, does your missionary work does it impede on your singing career at all? Does it? Do you have to turn things down because you're doing missionary work?
3: No, because I actually do my singing. That's what I do. I go overseas, and a lot of people call me a missionary or mission work. Um, but it's mission work still because I'm going and I'm doing open air concerts or I'm going and helping other mission organizations or pastors overseas and I'm basically drawing a crowd. I used to think, oh, people are coming for the wrong reason. They just <laughs> want to come see me or they want to come, you know, have a picture with me. But sometimes um, God can use our differences um, for his glory and to bring people, maybe for the wrong reason, but then we got them. Um, but no, I, I sing everywhere I go and, and I, when I do concerts here and when I do speaking events here and I sell my CDs here, that's actually what um, raises the money for me to be able to go overseas.
0: Now, your parents, they're still supportive of you doing all this? They're still behind you 100%. They're not like meet a nice boy, get married and, you know, (laughs) live a life. They're supportive of you traveling the globe. Well,
3: I think they would like me to meet a nice boy and get (laughs) married someday. And I would like a big family too someday. But in the meantime, I'm not going to twiddle my thumbs and wait for that to come. I might as well keep on going. And I always joke with people, my, my parents have eight kids. So if one of them is not a big deal. I know that's kind of not a really good joke, but I'm not afraid of that. So
0: um, Again, our guest is Lydia Abbott, phenomenal singer. Um, if people want to know more about your singing career that we don't get to today, is there a way they can can look you up and learn about you?
3: Absolutely. Facebook is probably the best way. It's, I have a page, and it's just Lydia Abbott Music, and I tell people they'll see a blonde let's just say mid-twenties chick with a (laughs) microphone up to her mouth (laughs) as the picture. But that's a great way to follow me because then they get to see all the countries I'm headed off to and getting ready to go to India right now.
0: Okay. So one other interesting thing, well, there's a lot of interesting things about you, but one other thing that I want to get to before we talk about the singing career is you were homeschooled. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. That's a something that comes up a lot. Uh, I think we're going to see a new uh, profound inf- influence and importance placed on that with the current administration coming in. Tell us about life as, as a homeschooler.
3: Um, I have no complaints. I think it was great. I'm grateful to my parents for all they taught me and the experiences that we were able to have. Actually, they did a really great job of traveling around the United States, and we got to know a lot about the United States and the history and things here, which I, I think that probably sticks out to me most is being homeschooled. Also, I got to do work. I got to babysit from a young age and make money and be an entrepreneur because I didn't have normal school hours like everyone else did. So um, I, I love it, and I would like to do the same one day.
0: Uh, when... You go through the homeschooling thing. You know, I went to public school, so every day it was your parents. What did you learn? I don't know. Something. I, I don't know. It's probably, <laughs> is it odd that every day your parents know exactly what you learned? They know exactly what you did? I mean, it, it probably teaches you a lot of discipline.
3: I think it teaches you discipline in some ways, and then sometimes you're lax in other ways. Maybe we don't get up as early as we should some days, or this or that, or my parents were pretty lax about a lot of things, but they were they were very strict in all the good moral things, and right. I think that is something to be very grateful for, because I'm the woman I am today because of them.
0: And with eight kids, I mean, you probably get away with a little bit, right? I mean, they're looking after emergencies, you know? Uh, we it, have
3: our ways. We right. homeschoolers have our ways.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your singing career. and. What point did you uh, decide, music is something I want to do?
3: You know, at, when I was sixteen, I had a goal. My goal was: before I turned twenty years old, I want to be fluent in Spanish, and not just gringo Spanish. I want to really speak it. Well,
0: now, what is gringo <laughs> Spanish? Is that like uh, what I got at the public school? Yeah, is that, that like that would
3: be like for the for example, hola, cómo estás? <laughs> okay, that that's would be me. Gringo. That's yeah. me.
0: That I had to get the <laughs> class credit to get the diploma. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Excellent. And I knew
3: the only way to really learn it was to go to Mexico or a Latino country and learn that. Um,
0: were you into it? Like you were? Did you do like? casual, I'm going to, this is a terrible phrase, but casual Spanish is. Yeah.
3: When I, I actually had a tutor about 15 minutes away from us and I went to her twice a week and she taught me Spanish one and two. So that definitely came in handy when I went to Mexico. Um, but. I didn't really remember much, honestly. <laughs> so,
0: okay, so you you knew you, you wanted to be fluent in Spanish. What else?
3: Well, the singing was actually a surprise to me. I had always sang in choir since I was uh, 7 years old. From right. 7 to 14, I was in a...
0: Because your dad was, was, yeah. a, was a pastor, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I
3: didn't even do a lot of singing in church. I led music, um, but I, I, I wasn't really into singing. I always wanted to be. And it wasn't until I went to Mexico that I met a Christian producer, a Spanish a Christian producer who helped me with my first CD, and he said, "Lydia, you love Spanish so much. Why not make your first one in Spanish?" And I said, "Okay, let's do it." And that just began to open up doors, and I went on tour to ten different states in Mexico. What's and then that I... like?
0: What is it like touring in Mexico? Oh,
3: it was so cool. It was so neat. I was so grateful I spoke Spanish first of all, and it's um, <laughs> it, probably
0: helpful, isn't
3: it? it definitely, and it opened up the doors um, to the whole the crowd and the pictures and the saying hello and signing you know autographs on cds are
0: they receptive to american artists
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. They, okay. they love it. Actually, I was a little concerned when I went last week to Mexico, just how they would um, accept me, just because everyone, I have a very big Latino following. Right. And with the whole Trump singing, um, I definitely got a backlash from that.
0: Really? So people yeah. were aware that you sang oh, for the Trumpster? Yes.
3: Oh, yes, yes. They follow me on Facebook. So a lot of them were very confused, because you have to understand, in Mexico, they only hear one side. Right. They hear the only the liberal media side. Right. They don't hear another side. At least here we have Fox News and other channels. Channels that sure. we can listen to there They only hear the bad And so it was very neat for me to go there This time and they asked me they, You know the people that love me and care about me They say we want to know your side And once I explained the other side That the media doesn't t- share with right. you Their response was okay well that makes sense We don't hear that here
0: So you're okay now you can go on so tour. I'm okay, you're not yeah. gonna get. You're not gonna get heckled <laughs> by the uh, by the uh, Mexican. Uh, I, even your Mexican if fans. I was
3: heckled, it wouldn't matter to me. I'm not afraid of that stuff.
0: Who inspires you from a music perspective? Who did you say when you were forming your career, and, and even now, who do you say I, I want to be that person?
3: You know, I have an old soul, so I love Dean Martin, okay. Frank Sinatra, all right, uh, Michael Bublé. Yeah. You know, he's not that old, but the I crooners. Love the crooners, yeah, yeah, huh? Forties and fifties are really my genre.
0: Um, you ever think man I'd like to do an album of covers maybe at some point yeah,
3: yeah. I, I'm actually in the process of thinking about doing that oh that's very uh-huh. cool see
0: great minds great big minds. band so, music swing
3: yeah. music is what I love alright mm-hmm. so
0: take me through the process again I guess this is Lydia Abbott she's a phenomenal uh, recording artist right here in central Indiana Cicero right yeah, yeah. Cicero um, which it's inter- Cicero's interesting we're going to come back to Trump in a second but it's interesting for me because of course Ryan White became mm-hmm. a part of the Trump story and we talked with him about that when, uh, when I interviewed him it's interesting Cicero is such a great great community and mm-hmm. and uh, before I ask you the next question about recording I'm curious how much growing up in just a great little small town really influenced your your life
3: um I loved growing up in a small town we I, I grew up in Peru Indiana yeah. which is further home north. of the circus yes and I went to the circus a lot <laughs> I rode my first elephant um but then we moved around quite a bit because of my dad preaching different places and we ended up in Cicero uh when I was 12 and I've, I've stayed there. Um, and actually I met Bud Probasco, which yeah. is the guy who, um,
0: prayed we,
3: at all the events. So we, we lo- got, we,
0: we had him on the show. Oh, actually, he's amazing. Invited me to his house. We watched the deer together and then did, did a great interview. Great guy.
3: Well, that's how I learned about, um, the whole situation with, um, Ryan White mm-hmm. and, and I knew about it, but I got to know it a little bit more because of Bud and we became really close friends. And I kind of call, he called me his, um, rally daughter. And I called him <laughs> my rally dad because we were together because he opened with prayer and I did the national anthem.
0: Yeah, it's great. I've basically recreated the whole Donald Trump rally from the fairgrounds. <laughs> now on this show, it's been uh, it's been great. Um, when so when you look at uh, your recording career now, where do you see it going? Like, what is the next year, two years, going to look like for you?
3: I'm excited about the future. I know I didn't really answer your question about that's okay. How you're the you're, you're a celebrity. <laughs> you don't have to answer. No, you're fine. Oh well, I don't know about celebrity, <laughs> but you know. Um, I, I'm excited because I have not planned my future. I, I went thinking I had my big plan of being a Spanish medical interpreter and God completely changed that and I've been able to travel all over the world, record albums, sing, and here sing for Mr. Trump. So to me it's exciting just to see how God opens the doors um, because I, I don't even knock. They just open and I go. I think the important thing to tell people is to, yes, have, have dreams that are out of reach. Because then you're going to do things the world never thought you could, but you're going to do it, especially when you have God on your side. But go for it. Don't be afraid, because a lot of times doors are open for people, but they're afraid. And you need to get outside of your comfort zone, because then you're going to see amazing things happen. So as far as my music career goes, I'm excited for the future. I have a couple more CDs um, in mind. I hope to continue singing for our campaign. I've met a lot of people um, here in Indiana. On uh, the I Pence. was going to say, you
0: probably had a ton yes. of content. Because you just, you just did something with Pence here yeah, recently, right? I
3: got to do his walk- Welcome home or sing the national anthem, is Welcome Home. Now, had you met I Pence mean,
0: before that? Or? I
3: had a long time ago when I sang at a Republican uh, dinner. Okay. Um, but that was when, uh, probably about eight years ago. He's a um, very nice guy. Yes, he is. Very and nice. He's a very much of an, an advocate for homeschoolers. Yes, as well. he is. He's very mm-hmm.
0: supportive of that. Okay, so you're, uh, as you described yourself, a mid 20s yes. uh, female. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because millennials and people from your generation my generation I'm a little older than you I love Trump because Trump's an agitator and I'm an agitator so it fit well our personalities are sort of the sort of the same what about Trump really spoke to you
3: um, I think his stance on ISIS, honestly, if you want to get real political about it, or maybe oh, we love know. real political okay, on this show. Awesome. Yeah, we love it. Honestly, that is what won me over to him. It was the fairgrounds. That was actually, I guess, that was my second rally. So it was
0: ISIS. It wasn't build the wall. It no, wasn't NAFTA. No, it was, it was ISIS. ISIS
3: because I, you know, what's what's happening and what I see here because I've traveled overseas is to me, it's going to be like the Trojan horse. It, we're going to be destroyed from the inside out because we're allowing all these people in and we're not doing anything about it or we're being too politically correct to, to address it and he's not. He just says it black and white how it is. He's not afraid of the backlash from the media and honestly that when he spoke at the fairground that was a big topic and when when I heard him I remember exactly where I was standing and I thought that is going to be my president. That's who I'm going for. I
0: uh, I, I It's very interesting how passionate the people were and I've, we talked with Julie about this when she was on the show and we're just going to have Bob Crotty on a little bit later, uh, mm-hmm. later Later this week he's going to be on how passionate i've never seen including obama the passion of the supporters like i i did with with uh, with now president-elect trump what was it about him that you think spoke to so many people because you went to these rallies you visited with people you got to know them
3: Well, because he was real and a lot of people and I I tell people I don't condone everything that comes out of his mouth, obviously, but a lot of people don't condone everything that comes out of my mouth. We say things (laughs) that we sometimes we don't think before we speak, but before we speak. But what what really I think won his vote is he says a lot of things that a lot of people are thinking. And I think people are sick and tired of politics and politicians who are just trying to say the right thing to win the vote. And he just says it no matter what the backlash is going to be. And obviously, he... He won a lot of people's hearts because now he's going to be our president.
0: Now you're very outgoing. Have you ever considered doing radio? Have you ever considered being a like a talk show host? Oh, I would
3: love to. You're yeah. very friendly.
0: You could do this. Now you're in a bit of a genre of music that tends to be more conservative, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But is it hard sometimes being a conservative in the recording industry?
3: Um. I yeah. Sometimes it is. I do um, a lot of romantic music, 40s and 50s. I sing at a, an Italian restaurant. Oh Mateo's wow, that's exciting! Italian oh, restaurant you know, in Noblesville. now.
0: now here's my Matteo story. My uh, one of my first jobs. We had an internet station in Noblesville, uh-huh. and uh, we were in the uh, building directly above Matteo's. Oh, there. Yeah. So we used to go to Mateo's all the all the time. Anyway, I didn't mean Great to catch up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now, uh, yeah. So we know we know Matteo very well.
3: Well, that's been a really neat experience, and, um, you know, I I do a lot of Christian music. Most of my... All my CDs are actually in... um, They're Christian. Sure. But I do a lot of... Romantic music, I guess that would be maybe not so much pop, but romantic '40s, '50s Mm -hmm. um, style music. But you know, there's always going to be when you when you have a stance, a very strong conservative stance on anything, you're always going to have people that, as soon as you, for some reason, say that you're a Christian or whatever, they throw stones at you. Like, well, then if you're that, then why do you do this? And it's so funny because I think, "Uh, but you're doing that
0: (laughs) now. Now, when you are you this because you're very outspoken. Are you this outspoken in your normal life? I mean, you meet people like at the store and you start talking to them. I mean, are you pretty uh, outgoing?
3: I would say, what's that phrase? You ain't seen nothing yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about these CDs. Now, it is Christmas season, Mm -hmm. and you just presented me with a sacred Christmas. Tell me about this CD.
3: I'm very excited about that one. It just came out last year. It's got 16 songs on it, and they're all my favorite Christmas hymns and songs.
0: And they're classics. You know, I got Carol of the Bells here, Mary Did You Know, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. How did you decide which songs you were going to do?
3: Those are the ones that are most dearest to my heart. And uh, my sister-in-law, Taylor Abbott, and my sister, um, Abigail Abbott, are both singing with me on there. So it's a really, really do you special put, Do you put CD.
0: pressure on them? Are you uh, telling them, you not know... Not my
3: sister-in-law. She loves to sing with me. She's traveled with me around the world. Uh, my little sister, I have to put a little pressure on right. her. <laughs> now,
0: I'm now I'm curious. When you record, how long does it take you to put an album together? Oh,
3: man. It, it takes me a while because I'm in and out of the country. Right. And so my I have an amazing producer out of Versailles, Kentucky, named J.D. Miller. Okay. And he is just amazing. He knows how to stretch me more than I think I can go and he has created all of the music and um, but yeah each song is very special to me um, on my first one especially I think of the different people I've met around the world and each one has a significant meaning for me
0: all right now the other album you brought me today but I'm gonna have so much great listening to do here <laughs> uh, this other one is I'd rather have Jesus tell me about this one
3: um, I, I recorded that in 2010 it's got a lot of gospel music on it hymns um, actually songs that everyone knows like somewhere over a rainbow Danny boy love is a mini splinter thing um, but they've got different lyric to it so that's a popular one amongst um, the older crowd but then you've got some younger people like me that like oldies yeah oldies music but my my Christmas one it's not just all classical everyone's different I've got to be politically correct I've got soulful
0: you've got some mainstream I've got Jamaican yeah.
3: I've got everything on there so
0: okay now you were telling me this before I we went on the air um, and people will love this story you actually got to be on uh, local television on election night are <laughs> TV six, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, they bounced me. I was supposed to be on there with them and they bounced me because Todd Young won the election. They went to his headquarters. I was supposed to be on. It was supposed to be my segment, but you made it. I didn't make it, but you made made it. Tell (laughs) tell us about that.
3: Oh, it was really neat. I was out with a friend and my brother and we were, um, out in Indianapolis. We were at the, um, the JW where Mm -hmm. some of the people were and we got VIP passes. Well, I did. And, yeah, um, you tell your friends. I got, I'm sorry. I got them, yeah, no, they were like, "Who do you want to bring?" And I'm, they're like, "Oh, cool." Um, and then they kicked us out about 2 a.m. And we found the only.
0: Now help our audience understand this. Like when you say they kicked you out, they're like, "We have no <laughs> nothing here for you. People, get out well, of here." The
3: hotel was closing and needed to to put another event on I right think, the next morning so, so they literally said get your stuff and get said, out of two o'clock here. everyone's out and we didn't know yet and a lot of us thought we were gonna have to go to bed but some of us found places there was one place open in indianapolis we were downtown and we found that place open uh, the lady uh, was definitely not for trump so that was interesting. <laughs> That's a shock and, an establishment in
0: <laughs> downtown indy she wasn't for trump and
3: you can imagine i'm like I'm ecstatic. I'm jumping up and down. I'm excited. I'm doing, you know, my, my social media. And then RTV6 comes right when they, uh, you know, s- said he won. They come. And I knew I'm probably the most... You know, out there for Trump, so I want to make sure they don't just get the downers. I wanted them to interview me, and so the lady was really nice, and um, she interviewed me and just asked what what I thought, and it was probably a five-minute interview, and then it was funny. My dad told me the next day that he was on the couch actually sleeping, and he woke up at 6 a.m., and the TV was on, and he did kind of a double take, and he said, that's my daughter. She's been interviewed (laughs) by... Channel 6 News.
0: <laughs> Lydia, you're so great. Uh, again, uh, people may be just hearing this for the first time. If they want to know more kind of about you and, and what you do for what we didn't get to today, how can they do that?
3: Um, I can give you my email, and I can give you my Facebook.
0: Give us whatever you want people okay. to know. My
3: Facebook is, again, Lydia Abbott. which A-B-B-O-T-T, Music. Lydia Abbott Music. And my email, if you'd like to email, email me, is music with a Z, the number four Y O U at gmail.com.
0: Lydia, thanks for being with us today. And uh, congratulations on all your success. You did so great singing for uh, Mr. Trump. And uh, you're, we'd love to have you come back sometime. Thank you. I'd I like think to. we could just come and talk politics, okay, right? Okay,
3: sounds good to me. Perfect. Excellent.
0: Hey, don't forget if you missed any part of today's uh, show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. As always, our podcast presented by. By mcdonald's until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg an archive of today's program can be heard at our website wyrz.org Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddle's. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group.
0: The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
2: can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.